sitting here in the studio in my podium pants with a non-squeaky chair and a decent set of headphones. I am ready for episode 17 of Near Perfect Pitch. It's a cracker this week, it really is. And I'll tell you why. We've got uh, an interview at the end of the programme where they're always lodged uh, with Bosbora. If you don't know who Bosbora is, uh, if you heard of the Polecats, if you heard of a gentleman called Morrissey, uh, he is a multi-talented individual in terms of being an engineer, a musician, an arranger, uh, a musical director, uh, and has uh, co-written a bunch of stuff with uh, a certain Morrissey, and has a brand new album, his fifth solo album, which is uh, forthcoming. Uh, at uh, I think it's coming out at uh, the end of September. I will double-check that. So we're going to be talking to Bosbora, which is fantastic. Uh, some new releases too, which I'm also uh, excited about. Something new from uh, Sister Ray. Uh, we're going to hear something new from uh, The Big Moon as well. And something from Lisa Rankin uh, in terms of a new release. Some dedications to get to uh, some uh, requests as well. So I'm just going to go into a little bit of the contact informational aspect of things and then I'm going to get into some tunes. Nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. Uh, shoot me a line if you want to hear something or have a little chit chat. Um, the website is under construction at nearperfectpitch.com. Twitter, nearperfpitch. Instagram, nearperfectpitch. And you can found, find us, sorry, on uh, Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Tumblr, and Vimeo. And don't forget that you can always log in at ckcufm.com uh, to find the show or via near, near Perfect Pitch at uh, the Podbean site, nearperfectpitch.podbean.com, where all the show notes are housed and all the little detailed informational aspects of what I play and all the little nuances and the links and all that business. You get the drift, don't you? Here's some ride. Can't be looking 
1991. That's Rain from Liverpool. And uh, their first single uh, entitled Lemon Stone Desired, it appeared on a uh, Columbia sampler of sorts uh, called A Taste of Rain, which uh, featured 12 tracks by uh, Liverpool's The Real People and uh, six tracks by Rain. Rain's uh, only album proper is called Calm Before the Storm, which was released in uh, 1996. And They've got a new record coming out, and I'm going to put that in the show notes. Uh, I believe it is via Pledge, and uh, I will, uh, as I say, link that for you. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to pledge uh, my, uh, I think it's about 12 quid for the CD, so I'm going to take care of that uh, tonight, amongst other things, and a litany of other downloads. So that was Rain. And before that, kicking things off the, this week's programme, we heard uh, Ride. Uh, for Skip in California. Thanks, mate, for uh, for emailing uh, us at the show. Us, I mean me. 1996, that's from On Creation Records, Tarantula. And that was Black Knight Crash, also a single uh, as well. I did tell you that I'm going to be playing a load of new releases, and I did forget to, to mention that we've got uh, Tinterweb time this, this week, which is very interesting. It's uh, about another... Uh, kind of uh, what it is it's kickstarter it's a crowdfunding endeavor much like uh, what pledges uh, which i was just talking about moments ago with regards to the new release by rain a very interesting uh, uh, tinterweb time this week uh, as i mentioned last week we have dispensed categorically with their uh, gits get in the sea there's just way too much douchebaggery uh, to uh, single out one individual or one group of people on a weekly basis it could actually be douchebaggery of the hour i mean it's it's just uh, it's too difficult and it's too negative so uh, you can also look forward to uh, a cover version this week with a little bit of a nod to the tragically hip god bless them uh, monumental uh, show last week i'm sure that unless you're living in a rock in canada you were, you were aware of it and if you're uh, internationally uh, 
uh, based and you're a music fan odds on you heard about it as well and a nice uh, chills cover version uh, keeping uh, with the theme of the chills last week uh, after having spoken with uh, Martin Phillips a nice cover version uh, of a chills track by uh, the inimitable House of Love there you have it uh, coming up next going to Scotland here's some Idlewild <laughs>
fantastic stuff from Hoboken, New Jersey. That's uh, Yola Tengo. And that is uh, from a Motel 6 on Matador Records from uh, the LP uh, Painful. And that was released, as I said, uh, in 1993. But the single was released in 1994. And there you have it. And before we heard uh, our American friends, we heard uh, some Scottish wonderment. We heard Roddy Woomble and his his Idlewild outfit with a a, a wonderful little tune there called Every Little Means Trust. And uh, if you do listen, you will have heard Idlewild in past shows and you will hear them in future shows as well. Uh, Forthcoming, I think we're going to play... Uh, something uh, by a band that uh, came in with a big, big fuss, released a handful of singles and then suitably just disappeared. They were called Salad. Here's a song called Kent.
pub You can click your shiny red shoes but you can't go back Oh, the stands is swanky new flat And your hometown's been tarmac over Artists and bakers and the money makers Ambulance chasers and all the fakers Signs say for sale And you knew it would never end too well So holes lit up like Japan So where are we supposed to go? Because you came and took my home Memory lane don't quite look the same And your neighbourhood's gone for good Relics from the past stand their ground But they're not immune to the power of the pound So holes lit up like Japan Said where we supposed to go Because you came and took my home They look out at our shores from their avant-garde towers We're governed by an earthly powers Graffiti splashed walls stand adjacent to brand new shopping malls Renovated buildings and urban decay They want to sweep us under the carpet And wash us away Wash us away Wash us away Wash us away new stuff that that is gentrification a free single uh, by an east end outfit called uh, sister ray and i'm hoping to have them on the program either next week or the week after uh, do look for the single go uh, to the, the facebook page uh, at sister ray uh, uk so facebook.com slash sister ray uk and that should keep you uh, in the loop as to what they are doing and when they are doing that and prior to that we heard some salad and Salad were uh, quite a bizarre outfit, actually. They were uh, they were fronted by a uh, a Dutch lady called Marijn van der Vlucht, uh, and they released two two records. Uh, some of them uh, went on to uh, to play with their gay dad, uh, but they released two full lengths. Uh, one called uh, Drink Me in '95, which uh, this particular track is from, and then Ice Cream in 1997 interesting bunch don't have the second album because uh, i found it really hard to to keep up with them because uh, that stuff was hard to find but kent was uh, their first ep and uh, you know why don't you live in a house in kent and do all your shopping in brent kind of catchy um what we're gonna hear next i have got uh, something queued up and i think you like it
stirring stuff that that is placebo from their self-titled debut on caroline records released in uh, 1996 and a single uh, and an album track uh, called nancy boy that's the album version the singles are slightly uh, slightly different mix um so where are we we've heard some placebo we've heard some uh, sister ray we've heard some salad we've heard some yola tango Idlewild, rain and ride we're going to hear some Steve Mason coming up next. And uh, if you do want to hear something, do not be afraid to email me at nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. And as a little reminder is what you can expect forthcoming. Uh, we've got uh, our cover version of the week, uh, except it's going to be uh, a double treat this week. We've got uh, some requests and dedications to get to. We've got Tinterweb time. We've got the obligatory fall ah track. We've got Facebook things, which is our new feature, which replaces Git's Get in the Sea. Some new releases still to get to. A wonderful interview with uh, Mr. Bosbora at the end of the program, uh, talking about uh, what he's doing in a solo capacity, uh, touching upon a bit of Morrissey stuff, and uh, it's just immensely interesting. So I'm hoping that you uh, you stay tuned for that. And uh, just as a reminder too, um, don't forget to uh, follow Instagram and uh, Facebook. They tend to be the ones where I'm the most sort of busy. Uh, Facebook page is near perfect pitch. And Instagram is uh, at Near Perfect Pitch. And everything that goes through Instagram ends up on Twitter anyway, so I very rarely do any unique tweets, if that makes any sense whatsoever.
cartoons It's so easy when you know what to do But I'm asking questions all of the time I don't mark it here I get by with a couple of friends And even if you're lonely We can go for a walk in the park Or maybe go swimming That's uh, Hooten Tennis Club from uh, the Wirral, and uh, that is from their first long player, and uh, it's entitled Highest Point in Clifftown. And their new record is uh, out imminently called Big Box of Chocolates, and that is a song uh, that we heard there called Kathleen Sat on the Arm of a Favourite Chair, and that is a dedication going out to uh, my mate uh, Gary Bird uh, on Merseyside. Thank you, sir, and uh, thanks for the banter last week. Much appreciated. And uh, before that, we heard Steve Mason, frontman of the beta band who are no more, but a prolific solo artist. And that is from last year's Monkey Minds in the Devil's Time in a single and an album track called Oh My Lord. Coming up, forthcoming next, some lovely jingly, jangly, power, poppy type stuff. <laughs>
God made everyone Then he didn't make you The things that you do Far you come to know soon It's in everyone But it's not in Ocean Coliseum from their 10th and last record which was released in 2013 uh, entitled Painting. That is a song called If God Made Everyone and before that we heard uh, from their first record going back to I think 1996. I'm just having to double check. Yes I believe that is indeed correct. Um, 1996. That is uh, Silver Sun from their uh, debut long player on uh, Polygram Records. 
They were a great band, they were, fronted by uh, James Broad. Uh, their second album, Neo Wave, was as good as the first. Uh, and then they got dropped by the label and uh, had three subsequent uh, records, uh, namely Disappear Here, uh, Dad's Weird Dream, and uh, A Lick and a Promise, all released on their own label called Invisible Hands Music. And you can still track down a lot of uh, old Silverson and even the old uh, Sun stuff before they changed their name uh, after the first EP. So there you have it. There's uh, a couple of good ones for you. Coming up next, we're going to hear something similarly as good by the Mock Turtles. Yeah. 
That's Terry Hall and uh, his Fun Boy 3 from 1983, a song that he penned with uh, Jane Wheedlin, who uh, was a part of the Go-Go's in the early 80s when they had some phenomenal fame. Uh, Her, Belinda Carlisle, and the other two, whose name I, whose names I don't know. Um, so uh, the, the the version that the Go Go's released came out uh, two years prior, but uh, the Fun Boy Three version came out in '83, and that was uh, an extended version of said track. And prior to hearing a bit of Fun Boy Three, we heard uh, some Mock Turtles. That's uh, Martin Coogan and his crew. Uh, the band are no more, but uh, they were very, very, very prolific in uh, in the '90s releasing uh, uh, four records, one of which was a a greatest hits and a string of 10 singles. And Martin is the brother of Steve, the other Coogan, if that makes sense. I'm sure it does. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, ignorance is bliss. It truly, truly is. And coming up next on the programme, I think we're going to hear uh, some cover versions. Uh, This rendition is a uh, House of Love cover version of a uh, Chills track, uh, Pink Frost, a uh, very, very popular track and uh, one of the, the three or four most well-known tunes as penned by Martin Phillips. And this is on a B-side uh, from uh, The House of Love from 1991's uh, single, uh, The Girl with the Loneliest Eyes, a limited edition, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, we're going to hear that and then we're going to hear something that uh, is going to bring back memories of that wonderful gig that uh, 11 million Canadians watched last week on the television, namely The Tragically Hip.
Fantastic. Great little cover version, that one. That is uh, Justin Rutledge uh, from uh, Toronto, and that is from his uh, sixth studio record released a couple of years ago on Outside Music, and that's uh, their rendition of Grace 2. 
by the Tragically Hip, and that uh, song is dedicated to the band, to Gord, and to anyone that cares about them, uh, the millions of people. It was quite a, a unique, uh, heartwarming, beautiful uh, experience to watch uh, that gig last week. It really, really was, and uh, I can't think of anything anecdotally to uh, uh, to compare that with. Very, very hard. And uh, prior to that, we heard keeping uh, with this chills theme I've had for a while. Uh, that's uh, the House of Love with their version of uh, the Chills' uh, uh, Pink Frost. Wonderful stuff. And the track that we heard before the Chills cover version by the House of Love, uh, the uh, Our Lips Are Sealed uh, extended version by the Funboard 3, that actually was a request for the single version. And that was uh, for Mara. And I don't know where she is, to be frank, but that's for you. Uh, and the next song I'm playing is also a request. Utah Saints uh, from Leeds. Uh, they're going to make a bit of a racket for you and sample some uh, Kate Bush momentarily.
from a couple of years ago. That is uh, Los Angeles's Silverson Pickups and uh, a single that was uh, only uh, available on their uh, Greatest Hits uh, compilation. It's called Cannibal. And they do make a good record to uh, Silver Sun pickups. And I deliberately uh, left a bit of uh, time between playing Silver Sun and uh, Silver Sun pickups. Uh, it is confusing. Two entirely different bands from two enti- entirely different parts of the world uh, playing very different music. But uh, segregated nevertheless. So we heard some Silver Sun pickups. We heard uh, a request prior to that uh, for some Utah Saints. Uh, and that is something good. And that is something uh, that is uh, unequivocally sampling the heck out of, uh, out of Kate Bush. It's time for Facebook things. I'm yet to devise a little backdrop of music for that. I'll have to come up with something. Um, so I'm just going to trawl through what's uh, been going on here on, on the Facebook page. Uh, Martin Stevenson chucked up something rather witty yesterday in terms of uh, uh, the legendary... Uh, uh, Geordie ability to uh, not feel the cold and if you're from that part of the world you know and if you live there or know, know about it you'll be uh, uh, in the know and you'll have a, have a good laugh when you see the video. Uh, there's also uh, some uh, uh, some woman, uh, Nikabi heavy metal player which I, which I highly recommend having the butchers at. Uh, there's a message from Bosbora. Uh, there's some nice uh, Frank Sidebottom and uh, Primal Scream antics. Oh, a near-perfect pitch mug that you can add to your collection uh, when I get around to making them. Uh, some Orwellian cl- quotes, some uh, some some uh, nifty Sex pistol stuff. A wonderful uh, video that I posted of a chap who uh, crafted together the ultimate mix with uh, a series of turntables and turntable arms uh, and uh, dissected vinyl. It sounds rather complex, and it is, but it's certainly worth a... Uh, uh, worth a view that is on the page uh, all the soundcloud material ends up there as well so anything that i'm uh, doing on soundcloud will end up there uh, some funny videos uh, some some release information uh, about uh, uh, a 40th anniversary tour that the skids are going to be doing there's a nice video of bjork five years before she actually made a record uh, prancing around on stage somewhere in reykjavik uh, it's just a goldmine of, of what many would deem useless information, but I, I deem as just time well wasted, essentially. So that's, uh, that's Facebook things. Don't forget, near perfect pitch. Do have a look at it every now and again. Not daily, there'll be something wrong with you. But uh, every once in a while, have a look at it and uh, comment. Say something, do something. It's hat trick time, and we're going to kick it off with some Polly Jean Harvey. <laughs>
Susie, latest single from uh, The Big Moon. And that was the third of our uh, three tunes that constituted this week's hat trick. Uh, uh, prior to hearing uh, The Big Moon's silent movie, Susie, we heard Cast from their first record. And we heard a song called uh, Tell It Like It Is. And any old excuse to play anything uh, by John Power, Cast, anything Lars related, I'm all over it. And uh, kicking things off, we heard Dress from PJ Harvey's. Uh, first record uh, entitled um, Dry, and that's on Two Pure Records, and um, that's a song called Dress. Um, if you want to learn more about uh, this outfit called The Big Moon, hard to find, actually. They've got a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash communicate, C-O-M-M-O-O-N-I-C-A-T-E, uh, and thebigmoon.co.uk. Not an awful lot going on in terms of uh, being able to buy their music. Um, I'm sure they'll get around to having a, uh, a decent portal whereby you can buy their stuff. Anyway, I wanted to play that for you and uh, chucked it in to this week's hat trick. Up next, I haven't played uh, anything uh, by Pete Wiley for about uh, a couple of months. So I'm going to remedy that right now. Save 
That's a quite beautiful song. as written by Pete Wiley and released in 1998. There's a limited edition extended play on Columbia Records that is heart as big as Liverpool in all its glory, just over seven and a half minutes worth. And uh, he's got a talent as Pete and he makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up and that this particular song has even got the legs, sorry, the legs on my hairs, the hairs on my legs standing up. Um, beautiful song and uh, very happy to play it. And it segues into this week's Tinterweb time, which features a rather nifty um, startup uh, movie Kickstarter campaign, uh, which I will articulate to you henceforth. It's called Football United in the Streets of Liverpool. And it is a documentary that uh, focuses upon the supporters of uh, both uh, Liverpool and Everton, uh, and specifically uh, during a, the derby. And uh, if you're at all familiar uh, with football, when a uh, team that either has a close geographical rivalry or shares the same town, uh, these are called derby games, and uh, they are quite heated, they are very partisan, and uh, there's an awful lot at stake, aside from uh, bragging rights on a Monday morning when you when you go into work and get ribbed at the water fountain or whatever it might be. Um, Liverpool and Everton is unlike any other derby whereby it is uh, far from uncommon to see Everton fans uh, in the Liverpool end and vice versa, family members who are uh, uh, united by blood but uh, share different devotions when it comes to their football team. And the synopsis here says that uh, Football United in the Streets of Liverpool is a documentary about the Merseyside derby, Everton FC versus Liverpool FC. Only about 900 metres lie between Goodison Park and Anfield. And if you've been there, like uh, myself, a million times, you'd be very familiar with that. But uh, it is quite uh, it is quite unique in that capacity as well, in terms of its proximity. It's not as close as Dundee and Dundee United, which you can literally spit at for each other from, from the stands. But it's pretty close. Stanley Park serves as a buffer zone of the two big clubs that play in the Barclays Premier League, although that is a misspelled, the best league in the world. However, grievances in the suburbs of Anfield and Everton overshadowed the weekly football event, blah, 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 blah. So these these people here have took it upon themselves to make a film about it. And uh, it's very concise. They've got a very, very detailed synopsis here. And... Um, they're really adamant that it's just not about football, it's about culture, it's, it's, it's about the city, and it's about the unique aspects of the city and things that I've just touched upon very, very briefly. So you can, uh, you can pledge, uh, uh, it's all in euros, so whether you want uh, uh, the bumper pack, the mega pack, the postcard pack, the button pack, whatever it might be, you can, uh, you can uh, be a part of it, and if you, uh, want to, if you want to back it, go for it. The URL is massive, so I'm not going to bother reciting it. I'm just going to put it in uh, the show notes. And the show notes are always, and I repeat, always on the Facebook page. Or, not all, and always on the uh, nearperfectpitch.podbean.com, which is where uh, the, the, the podcast is actually hosted. Uh, but uh, it's available through a load of different ways. And I'll touch upon them now, shall I? iTunes, Google Play, Blurberry, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can get them on all those platforms as well. So if you've got a mate who's a Luddite, you can tell them they can get it the easy-peasy way through an iTunes or a Google Play. There's no reason. If you want to listen to decent music and you want it, you want it for free, download the podcast. So this is uh, something that's fronted by Marvin Kirchner. He's the chap behind Football United in the streets of Liverpool. It's a Kickstarter campaign. Do give it a look. And as I... Uh, 
segue out of talking about football, I wanted to make uh, a point of letting everybody know that uh, uh, the genesis of this programme uh, many, many weeks ago was to be a continuation of uh, Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps, which was my uh, radio programme for, for, for many, many years. Um, I wanted to add a bit of football uh, to the mix, uh, but I've got a little bit, uh, a bit jaded when it comes to football. We just inundated with punditry and opinion and, and this, that and the other. So I'll keep chucking in the odd little uh, uh, football reference, uh, but I'm not going to go heavy on the football. In actual fact, it's going to be something that's going to go way of uh, uh, gits, the, the, the get in the sea feature. This, this, this show is, 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 is dynamic, and by that I mean it's like an operating system. It's never finite. It's always going to chop and change. Um, so there will be features that will be added. There will be features that are removed. Um, so I'm trying to... Uh, be very very music centric with a, a tiny bit of football which chucked in there for, for the lads out there but uh, ostensibly music so i hope that uh, clarifies a, a lot of things uh, because music is the heartbeat isn't it really and if you want football it's just omnipresent i mean honest to goodness i just don't want to add to the airwaves of, of hyper analysis and statistics and then it just becomes an opinion-based thing and then at the end of the day not many people want to know other people's opinions about stuff they've already forged opinion about themselves at least I think so, especially about football. Anyway, here's some summer camp.
Red-sided garter snakes. Thank you, Lisa Rankin, for uh, chucking me that single. Great stuff, that is. And uh, I'm looking for a URL, and it looks like uh, the one on Facebook is really quite garbled. But uh, the red-sided garter snakes uh, do look out for new material from them, and I'll be playing more uh, from them uh, down the pipe as, uh, as new releases see light of day from said outfit. And before that, we heard wires. We heard... Uh, that particular song by Athlete and uh, that's a bit of a tearjerker that one 2005 that was released and uh, I believe it was uh, from personal experience with regards to his uh, young newborn needing uh, some medical attention and uh, if you listen to the lyrics like you're supposed to you will have uh, caught that drift uh, quite handily I think next up some Biff Bang Pow (laughs) 
let's try and make sense out of everything that we've just played, shall we? That was uh, Flesh for Lulu, an extended version of uh, a tune called uh, Postcards from Paradise. That particular song from uh, the lads uh, from Brixton was uh, released, I think that was 1987. Indeed it was. And that was on uh, Beggar's Banquet Records. And uh, another nearly as old, actually older, what am I talking about? That was uh, Biff Bang Pow uh, from uh, uh, 1986, a single called uh, Someone Stole My Wheels. And uh, the the version I have of that is on the uh, Creation uh, compilation released in 1989 called The Acid House Album. And there's nothing Acid House about it at all. Just to give you a little bit more information about uh, the red-sided guard snakes, um, two ex-members of uh, the Chameleons, and uh, if you are a Chameleons fan, you will uh, hopefully have all their material, but uh, other projects related to the Chameleons uh, most most uh, prominently are uh, the Sun and Moon, um, the Reeks, and uh, the red-sided garter snakes. And uh, the website trsgs dot tmstor dot es is the place to go to uh, get the record or the cd or the download uh, and uh, that will be in the show notes on the facebook page and on uh, the podbean page so i think we are uh, quite 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 up to date and uh, next i'm going to be playing some dream academy i was in love with a married girl for seven years out of eight We carried on in secrecy In shadows I would wait I learned to live with a rubber eye. I wouldn't let it break us down She said what she did behind my back Was unimportant when I was around One night when the leaves had turned to gold I sold my love for change I met a younger single girl And the ballads got rearranged Maybe it helped me feel less vulnerable Maybe it was just a seven-year And I got a job with more money But I must have Months went by 
don't really need to introduce that one, do we? That's uh, Blur and uh, Chemical World. We're nearly, nearly ready to uh, unleash Boz Bora on you. Um, Boz is um, Morrissey's uh, guitarist, musical director, uh, co-songwriter uh, on occasion. Uh, he is, whether he likes it or not, he's a raconteur. He uh, has a recording studio in Portugal. He has, with his wife Lynn, has a, uh, a record boutique in Camden, Camden Record Boutique. And uh, he's touring constantly, and he's a busy fella. He's also got uh, four solo albums to his name, and another one which is uh, about to be released. He had a, a very uh, uh, successful career in, in uh, the Polecats, used to be an engineer at a major record company and uh, Boz knows everybody he's been around he knows a thing or two and it was just very nice of him to uh, spare the time to talk to a nobody like me about music and uh, what he's been up to of late so that's coming up uh, I would hasten to say in in a matter of minutes um, and as a last reminder to you you can uh, follow like and all that stuff on all the social media platforms, uh, most notably Facebook at the Near Perfect Pitch page. Please uh, visit that often. You'll find out all the details uh, about the show on that particular page. Uh, Instagram at Near Perfect Pitch. Uh, also have uh, all the usual social media outlets available, including Vimeo, Tumblr, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, Twitter, and the good old email address of nearperfectpitch at gmail.com that you can use to. Uh, request, chat, suggest, that type thing. And I'm obligated to do this just one more time. iTunes, Google Play, Blurberry, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. The show's available on all those particular outlets. And uh, nearperfectpitch.podbean.com is the host site where you will see in detail with all colours and italics and links the same kind of thing you'll see on the Facebook page. Never, ever forget that... Uh, this show is made possible by virtue of the generosity of uh, the chaps at CKCUFM. And uh, CKCUFM.com is available to you uh, 247, so you can listen to uh, an absolutely uh, unprecedented, uh, diverse array of, of, of tunes brought to you by music lovers and volunteers alike. And uh, if you're in the broadcasting region of Ottawa, you can pick it up on uh, 93.1, as if you didn't know that. So, I'm going to draw breath and I'm going to play a tearjerker for you. Margaret Thatcher on TV Shocked by the deaths that took place in Beijing Seems strange that she should be offended The same orders are given by her I've said this before now You said I was childish and you'll say it now Thank you. 
have a care and say a prayer because he's still there lamenting. Police women, policemen, silly women, taxmen, uniformed hoes, educated criminals, work within the isn't it yes it is that's from you are the quarry and that's uh, a release from 2004 as if you didn't know and that's the world is full of crashing bores a tune co-written by boz borer uh boz left uh, his uh, tenure with the polecats that he'd been with uh, from inception in uh, 91 to uh, join the touring band uh, morris's touring band uh, uh around the release of Kill Uncle, and that's at the same time when uh, Alan White uh, uh, joined the band as well. Uh, but it's very important to note uh, Boz's roots in uh, in rockabilly and punkabilly and anarcho-billy, um, and uh, I'm going to document that by playing uh, something by the Polecats uh, momentarily, uh, but appreciate his uh, guitar style and what he's given to the band. And if you look at Morris's career chronologically, you can see a shift when Boz joined the band. Well, you're down the road looking mighty cool. I may act funny, but I ain't no fool. Rock a rock a rock a rock a rock a belly guy. Rock a rock a rock a rock a rock a belly guy. Rock a belly guy, and never gonna change my style. Well, go to the royalty and rock the brown. When I slap off and I put a little bound. Rock a 
Rockabilly Guy, a single that reached number 35. Number 35. Fantastic stuff. So, coming up next is the interview itself. It's not uh, massively lengthy, but I'm grateful for the, for the time that Boz could spare. Uh, do listen to it, and I should be back very, very soon. Hello. Hello, is this Boz? Hello. Hello, Boz. It's Dara, calling from Canada. How are you? Hello, mate. Very well. Good, good. Uh, thank thank you. you. Thank you for sparing the time. I know that you've been uh, running from pillar to post lately. Yes, um, we kept in touch a bit. I did uh, explain to you my movements, and I uh, had two nights unscheduled in Helsinki, so uh, so that, to be home. That was unscheduled? So what exactly happened in Helsinki then? Um, well, we just stayed in those two nights instead of going overnight to Berlin. Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, you're back for how long before you set off again? Um, going... We're playing in Manchester on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's a biggie. Yep. And um, I wanted to talk about uh, some of the recent recent events because you, you, you're wearing a lot of hats nowadays. I mean, there's the, there's the solo work. There's uh, there's there's the work, of course, with uh, with that certain chap uh, Stephen, and and then there's, there's the new album coming out. There's your recording studio. There's the shop. So there's a few things I want to get to because you, you you're uh, you're doing an awful lot lately, and of course. Lindsay partner in crime. So perhaps we could start off by, by just talking about uh, the shop and uh, uh, for the listenership. Uh, it's in Camden and uh, it's it's been uh, it's been around what for about two three years now. Uh, well, it opened uh, back at the Holy Arms uh, about uh, over two years ago. Yeah, and it ran for about nine months and then they knocked the whole market down. Oh dear! They gave us about two days' notice. So uh, we put it all into storage and we went on holiday and did a few bits and then we we opened up in the basement of Sound of Swing in the, in the March, so it's been a year and a half we've been there. And uh, is it still the, uh, the Thursday to Sunday hours for people who are in the vicinity? Yes. Yeah. The basement of 88 Parkway, Thursday to Sunday. Um, nice and civilised 12 till 6, yeah? 12-ish, yeah. 
Yeah, 12. Yeah, 12 yeah, 12's a bit debatable. Yeah, yeah, we can put an ish in brackets after that. So that must be an awful lot of fun because uh, seeing the stuff that uh, comes in and out of that shop, um, I was, I was going to lead, lead to it with another question, but I might as well ask it now. Uh, you must be pilfering the odd thing every now and again and not chucking it on the shelves and keeping it for yourself. Are you still yourself? I mean, having the shops a wonderful, uh, a wonderful way to, to to see to witness all this stuff going back and forth. But uh, are you are you yourself still uh, clinging to the material and collecting stuff yourself? Uh, yeah. To I mean, things come in and things go in the back room and they lie in the back room for months and months and months and they might just fade it. Yeah. Well, it's 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 just nice because you've got options. Whereas whereas the rest of us have, we have to source it and buy it, or, or otherwise we'll never never see it again. Um, now, now the recording studio. Now, Sarah Vista Studio um, in 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 a gorgeous location in Portu in, in Portugal. How, how did all that come about? What was the, the actual uh, uh, machinations behind uh, opening a studio in Portugal? Well, ten years ago, I nearly bought a house in Ireland, and it all fell through. And uh, we had a guy that was looking after us at the time, and he lived in Portugal, and he said it was very cheap, very nice, very warm. And we went over there and um, and uh, had a look around and found our little place. And um, oh, I didn't say it's twelve years ago. Twelve years. Only since up to. Lindsay, <laughs> the background correcting you. So it, it seems idyllic, and, and you know you, you've you've been quite busy there. Is there is there anybody uh, taking up residency at the moment there recording? Uh, no, I've had a lot of things in recently because um, I've been. I've been on tour for, when I worked, took six months off, I've been there, done a couple of little sessions there. Yeah. Um, there's been nothing, nothing for a few months. Is that? I got back there, uh, I think I've got a few days uh, next month, and I've got, uh, the studio's just been all uh, redone, so I need to go and uh, put everything back together and have a big tidy up. Lovely, lovely. Well, well, hopefully there'll be some activity there because uh, you, you've, you've recorded quite quite a lot of stuff there and, and twiddled the dials there as well. But I wanted to talk about uh, Fabrique Records um, yeah. because uh, that's that's your home for your new material. How, how did that come about? Because it's uh, it's a Viennese label, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Found me on the internet, started talking, but it's just not nothing persuaded me to do an album that wasn't just. I mean, normally I just put, used to put Rockabilly out. Yes. And uh, he said, well, you know, you do a lot of other things. And he um, persuaded me to um, put an album together that wasn't, that was different well, aspects of my musical uh, thing. And uh, it went quite well, and we just got another one due out. Well, it's it's true because from from, from the beginnings uh, with, with, with Polecats and even, even working with Lynn, uh, this has been a, a departure, so, so maybe it was the catalyst to you uh, uh, experimenting. Because it's a really quirky label, isn't it? Yes, yes, they've done quite a lot of releases. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, they're all very acquired tastes and in, in, in different ways. Yes, it all, it's all of a certain. Uh, well, it's not a genre, but it's still, you know. It's... Well, to the uninitiated, they'd say it's weird, wouldn't they? Really. Yes. 
Yeah, but with, with all due respect, Boz, I mean, your record there seems a bit of an anomaly in that it's a band and it's a guitar, uh, whereas a lot of it is, 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 uh, is electronic. But um, with, with, with the new record, you, you, you've, you've recorded several records over the course of time, and I'm still a bit, uh, a bit uh, confused about the release that came out in 2001, the uh, Between the Polecats release. Uh, how was that compiled? Was it really just during during your time off? It was all the bits and pieces chucked together because there's not really good documentation of those rec of those uh, songs. That was done before 2001. Yeah, that was done on the MV Records in must have been in the early 90s when we first did that. And, and again, that was that was even stuff that I recorded at Christmas when I was a when I was um, a studio engineer there in the, in the 80s. That's right. Yeah, sorry, it was nineteen ninety one, not two thousand and one. Yeah, because that, that's 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 a an, an odd release. And then, of course, my my, my wildlife, and then uh, five years between that and Miss Pearl. But but one thing that really uh, threw me because I, I hadn't heard of James Maker for for years and years and years, and then he appeared on your uh, some of the parts record. Yes, we have a mutual friend in Portugal, and he came and visited, and uh, and we it's I find it very easy working with him. Well, it hits it off, yeah. I mean, it's just great because I mean, I hadn't heard any Raymond for, for, for goodness knows how long, and then seeing his name. I mean, even if you look up uh, James Maker on Tinterweb, you don't get you don't get an awful lot. No, it's uh, it's uh, I think it, we get on well. We make good music. That's, that's all I need, really. That's all you need. Yeah, that's a simple job done. And and John Moore as well. Um, is John just sort of uh, someone that you in your circles that you've uh, keep keep uh, bumping into over the course of time? There you go. I was going to say, you're probably, probably blinded by the white, weren't you? Um, All right, John, he's, uh, he lives up the road, and uh, I met him through a friend of mine, Larry, from LA. Yeah. And uh, we've, we became, we hit it off, we became friends. Well, I'm a big fan of that band as well, and uh, it was just fantastic to see you know, these, these two oddities appear on your record. And then... Then there's the Art Brute thing with, with Eddie, and I'm um, just assuming that uh, with your uh, travels, he's just a guy that you've crossed paths with, uh, I would assume, as well? That came through Fabrique, yeah. through Michael, and yeah. uh, I was with Eddie Argos last night. <laughs> Fantastic. In Berlin. And uh, he's coming over to do some recording in September. Oh. I don't know if I'm Oh, okay. So I got excited there for a second, recording, but not necessarily with you, because "Girl from Atlanta" is 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 the work that you did, did together. Yeah. Uh, and and he's going to be coming over and recording something new and under under the guise of Art Brute, is he? Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing. He's he told me it was in Brixton. That's as much as I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's enough. So so you worked with Eddie. You worked with, with James Maker. Um, the Alex Lusty thing was also very interesting because. It, it it would not be something that would be abundantly obvious for for someone to collaborate with you uh, of, of the ilk of Alex. I mean, how did how did that one happen? Uh, I think we met at, at the uh, Earl's Court show, right? And he was eager to have me play on some uh, on an album he was making, uh, which I did. And he liked it so much, he formed a new band and called it the One Three. Yeah. Uh, I was so busy, I couldn't really, I couldn't do any, uh, any live work with him. And then when that disintegrated, uh, he suggested doing a, 
doing what we do. There's this kind of weird folk thing with the rapping on top. Yeah. Yes, it's just about October. There's two albums, and I just did there's a track on my new album that's uh, more like a scar track. And he's but involved. That's, uh, he's that's involved. another thing that's that, you know it's, it's just interesting for me. I like Alex. I get on with him really well. He's a good mate. Well, there, there are a lot of overlaps between ska, rap, and hip hop. I mean, all all the genres. It must be it must be quite interesting for you to sort of expound the boundaries with, with, with musicians that uh, I'm not saying they're out of your comfort zone at all I wouldn't suggest that for a second but not not uh, what you're used to playing most of the time yeah definitely yeah I've just uh, also just done some guitaring on the ruts the ruts album. oh amazing fantastic and there's um, they're doing a, they've done a single with Henry Rollins which they've done they filmed him in Scotland today oh brilliant so and, Henry uh, Rollins the ruts and yourself? Yeah, it's called. Well, that is a that's a scoop of sorts. That's going to be something interesting to look forward to. So, how many how many tracks did you play on there, Buzz? Um, I think I'm only I did three, but I think I'm only one made it. All oh, right. It's called Music Must Destroy. Okay, I'm making notes here. Music Must Destroy. I'm going to source that one. Wonderful. So that's another unexpected segue there. And 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 uh, you know, in talking in talking to you on the old Facebook uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, you mentioned you mentioned the voice of the beehive thing, which which I was completely oblivious to. Um, so you you were uh, you were engineering the, the the demos with before before they got signed to London. For six years, I was um, a studio engineer at Chrysalis Publishing. Yeah. yeah. So every day of the week, Pete would come through and. Uh, Record. Some of them were, some of them were, well, all of them were, were, were of a level because they'd been found by a publisher. Some of them were signed, some of them weren't, some of them went on. So when Voice of the Beehive came in, I think we did, I don't know if we just did two songs or four, but those two singles we did, I Will Be Earth, I forget what the other one was. The things I Say Nothing, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, right. I suppose at the time was uh, one of the I think it was Tracy was uh, going out with Steve Mack from uh, Petrol Emotion. They were always like hanging out together, and I'm surprised you probably you didn't see them in tow at the studio as well. No, no, just Woody was there. Yeah, Woody. And then when I did Top of the Pops with Morrissey, they were there. Yeah. And uh, quite nice to say hello Well, it's another. Yeah, if, 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 your, if your career was a schematic, it's, it's, it's a pretty complicated one with lots of dotted lines and solid lines and arrows, etc. Now, you, you work with the likes of Kirsten McCall, Adaman, Jules Holland, uh, Edwin Collins, even even Joan Armour Trading. Um, is, it, it, now, 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 what, what's, what where, is, where did you get my resume? No, I was going to ask you because because uh, to to find a bio uh, for for you, uh, there are a lot there are a lot of conflicting things. Uh, and really? if, if you, well, if you go on Wikipedia, you just don't know if things are uh, are, are legit. But the Joan Armour trading thing—what on earth is that? In all my ignorance, what what what? Um, a... I did an hour of a man called Wonderful, and the producer was uh, Dave Tickle, and he came over, gave me a ring, and he said, "Can you play Penny Whistle?" And I said, "Of course." <laughs> he said, "Can you come down to Abbey Road and play?" The Joan Armour Trade, and I said, yeah, of course, I've got my push bike, got my penny whistle. <laughs> Went in that lovely studio, uh, Studio 2 at Abbey Road, yeah. the big uh, Neumann U47, and I played penny whistle, 
working on a song called uh, Shape of a Pony. And on the CD, it credits Bob's Burrell, <laughs> the bass player from Bad Company. <laughs> so it never actually happened, really, then. It's not even documented. <laughs> so, it's probably hard to find. Look, it's not Bob's Burrell, it's Bob's Burrell. Yeah, this is just a complete... See, I, I, I was right, wasn't I? It's a complete, complete falsehood. No, that was the one that, that's always sort of... Stuck, stuck, stuck in my mind. Thing. What, what on earth could he have possibly done with John Armour Trading? And now I know it's the Penny Whistle. That's brilliant. Uh, am I missing any any uh, sort of major artists that you've that you've uh, uh, that you've worked with? I mean, I know you've worked with Lynn. I mean, that's uh, that's 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 well documented. I know that you produced uh, uh, Interlude with uh, with with, with uh, Susie Sue. Uh, but uh, in terms of big names, a la Kirsty and Adam and, uh, and Edwin. <laughs> it's all a blur, is it? It's just friends, I just go and work. Yeah. I don't think of it in a, in a list of people. I know, I know. And it must be hard for you to, to answer these questions because to you it's just organic and it's just what you do. But to, to the rest of us, we, we have to ask. <laughs> but you've been very forthcoming so far. So this this record, uh, you, you've uh, you, you've gone on record as saying... That this 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 record you've tackled it really as a, as, as a what we'd like to call an old-fashioned album, like a proper album, and uh, you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and time into this record. Um, how long has it been since inception? Has it been a four-year process for you? Well, Michael said it was four years. I thought it had been three, so it's six another year in this summer. Again, see, you, you just don't know what to rely upon. But uh, either way, three or four—that's a large investment of time. And you did, you did all the, all of the the major recording aspects in your own studio, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that must be a a nice, relaxing uh, experience without not looking at the clock and having someone uh, looking at his watch all the time. And then I I, I come back to London. And, uh, I think James did his vocal in London. Uh, the fiddle was done here. Uh, the drums were done in New Orleans, the, some of the live drums. Um, some bits were done on a song called Chasing the Devil by a band that I loved and I reformed. Well, I virtually reformed because they all play on the track. Yeah, yeah. But we were never in the studio together. A band called Tubelo Chain Sex. Yeah. Um, so that was all done in LA by the drums that were done in, in um, New Orleans. But most of it, the core of it's all done in Portugal. Yeah, that's great, and, and it's, it's the only time I've ever seen a Gesamt Kunstwerk in, in, in a bio. You've seen what, sorry? <laughs> You've got to make me say it again. Uh, Gesamt Kunstwerk. It's, it's, it's on your webpage as being the German for an ideal collaborative work of art. That's what your record is. Yes, I, I, I asked him what that meant, and he said he didn't know what it was in English. Well, it sounds... He said, he said do you want me to take it off? I said, no. No, well, it's got... It's well, got... I'll tell you what I said, it, what I thought it looked like, but you could probably work that out. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, I'm sure it's got a lot of people stumped. I, I had to look it up, and uh, it's really quite impressive, if nothing else. I mean, even, even if you don't profess to know what it says, it's, it, it looks good. Um, now, now, with this record, it's coming out uh, September 23rd, yeah? Is, is that right, still? Still released? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, for those of us uh, wanting to get our hands on it, it's through the usual website. Are you going to be on the usual digital emporiums as well? Yeah, it's uh, it's distributed. Um, I think we have distribution in the states. Not sure about Canada. Uh, it's available download. It's on CD and vinyl. Yeah, yeah. The packaging is so, uh, beautiful. There's, you know, it, it it'll be. It should be in most good bookshops. 
And did you have, uh, did you did you take control of all the artistic elements as well uh, in terms of the packaging, Boz? No. No. They they put everything by me and said they like this and did like that, and I did. Good. Well, that's that's a rare instance of uh, of concurrence. That's good. So it was. The, the, uh, the sleeve was done by an English guy, Mark, that, that lives in um, in Vienna. Yeah. I, I thought he did a great job. I did no. the photos over there about a year and a half ago when I was there. Well, from what I've seen, it, it, looked, it looks gorgeous because some of the parts was beautifully packaged as well. Uh, I was very impressed with the packaging for that particular release. They did a very good job of that one. Do you still, okay, you. you still there? Yeah, okay, just checking. Um, so, does this, uh, what can you tell us? Because I, I know there's not an awful lot of information, but there's this, uh, this re-release of, uh, of World Peace uh, on, on, on Etienne. Do you, and... Uh, it seems to be uh, the topic of much debate online, with the, with the new sleeve and the Joan of Arc sleeve and the new label and the vinyl and is it uh, is it something you can talk about? Um, oh, not really. <laughs> I don't, I'm not really. It's not my business, and I haven't pried into any uh, business of other people, so I don't really know what what the plans are. No, it's just it's just gorgeous in terms of uh, you know, part part of the joy of record collecting is the aesthetic, and it looks it's a beautiful picture, and it's uh, even if it is a, a reissue, it's it's something that people I'm sure want to add to their collection. But no, I respect your uh, uh, your stance on that one. It's just just a curious little release that sort of sort of arrived with a whimper, and no one knows much about it. Well, it disappeared. Harvest in their wisdom. Uh made the record disappear. Yeah, they've they, they um, had almost an anti-PR campaign about that one. Yeah, I, I really have no idea. Um, so, 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 it's such a weird thing. Yeah, it, it was just yeah, it was kind of unpre unprecedented because usually things are quite regimented and they're done systemically and it just didn't really didn't seem that case. Um, in, in terms of songwriting, we know we know in terms of collaborations who you've, who, who you've worked with, are, are you... Uh, are you working with anybody that uh, we're going to see uh, material from uh, in, in the next short term? Or I would imagine it's all hands to the pump trying, trying to promote the, the new record uh, as of, what, uh, well, six I'm weeks? Well, I'm on Morrissey, practically until the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so I, it, I think that's one of the reasons why it's taken me so long to, to finish off this record, because it's taken a back burner, really. When I was in France making World Peace. Yeah, yeah. And then we cleared the record for nearly a year. Half. So, so, when, so when, um, when, when are you off again? When are you jumping on a plane to, to do the next leg of the tour? Well, it starts, the next show is Manchester and then there's the, the two shows in Israel. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, and so, a little time off and then it's America. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to see you on that tour if I can if I can wangle it. It will involve some driving, but uh, we'll see what happens. And hopefully, there might even be some dates added as as, as we're uh, as we're hoping for. Um, are you? Have you got anything that you've uh, that you've uh, written or uh, or worked on that, that hasn't yet been released, Boz, that, that we haven't touched upon? Um, well, there's always things in the pipeline. Yeah, that's that's more what I was getting at in terms of you know your your, your future plans and, and and things like that. Friend of mine, Anthony, just sent me a, an email. I haven't heard from him for about a year. Yeah. And he said, oh, well, I haven't been on Facebook. I've got tired of watching pure rubbish. And so I'd spent my time and I got publishing and I've been writing with some German people and I've got some, some, uh, got some, um, uh, he's had a hit record over in Germany. So uh, I've sent him 
three ideas today to try and do some lyrics for me. I don't know if it'll do it, but um, I'll be interested. I just can't get around to doing them myself. Well, you know, my hat goes off to you because 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 touring in itself is, I mean, that's that's the full time job, and and then being able to, you know, you're technically at home wanting to decompress, and then you've got all these other things on the, on on the agenda: your solo work, the studio, the shop. Now, now is Lynn is Lynn mainly looking after the shop, uh, Boz? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to say uh, it, it wouldn't be manned by anybody if it was up, if it was up to you, you wouldn't be around. Um, it, it, will Lynn will Lynn be joining on bits of bits of the tour? Because I know that she travels with you on occasion, and because she's the one who documents everything really nicely. Well, yeah, um, our uh, our youngest daughter has now gone to university, so uh, there's a bit more time. Yeah, it's great. I mean, so so she 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 could conceivably be uh, be off with you uh, in in uh, what what next month? She'll be guess. off with me in far off places. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, she she needs to, honest to goodness, just just have a concerted blog because she takes a good picture, and uh, uh, everything's documented really, really nicely. So keep 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 on keeping on, Lynn. Um, I'll tell I, that. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she's rubbish with your posts. No, no you she's not rubbish. She's lovely. No, she's good. She, it, it's it's there's always stuff to, to to see on on her timeline. Um, usually here. I have a stupid question to ask uh, people on, on, on parting, and, and this, this, is, this is the same question I ask everybody. Let's say that you're conceivably around my house for a cup of tea, and I, and I uh, whip open the biscuit tin, and I say, Boz, it's a magic biscuit tin, this biscuit tin. You can have any biscuit on God's green earth. What would you have? Mm, good question. It is, it, and it's a, it's a question for the ages. Okay. Well, I mean, they are they are staples. I mean, let's be honest. But I had a couple of each. I've got to say. Well, you got a plump for one. What 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 column of the spreadsheet am I putting Boz Bora? Are you custard cream or your bourbon? I'd say bourbon. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. So you're a bourbon. I'll put that in the old column. Uh, thanks so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for sharing everything with us. And uh, hopefully, get to see you over here one of these days. And uh, all the best to Lynn. And I will drop you a line when uh, the podcast oh, is. What's whose? Shoot the image. Shoot the image. Shoot the image. Album in uh, Portugal. Oh, okay. Similar in Ross. That's interesting. Do you know him? Well, I, I, not personally, but I know know he is. Yeah, yeah. That's I didn't know that. I'm going to do some and he research. Wants, he wants me to come over and do another record with him. Oh, oh well, you must let me know if you're ever in this neck of the woods. Huh? That'd be fantastic. Would that be in Toronto, Bob? Uh, he came over to Portugal. Yeah. We did all the recording there, then he took it back. Yeah. And he mixed it, and then he wants to do another one now in uh, in Canada. Well, that'd, be, that'd be superb, superb. That's an, an, another project for you, if you're not busy enough. God love you. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll, I'll drop you a line uh, when, when the podcast is up and ready, and uh, I will uh, shoot you a line. So in the meantime, look after yourself. Thanks so much, Love Boz. It. Much appreciated. All the best. Bye. Bye. Ta- 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 Don't say I never give you anything, yeah? That's Boz Bora and uh, a nice little conversation there, shedding some light on some stuff you perhaps didn't know about and some stuff that you did and uh, know now more about. So anyway, my thanks to him and 
I'll be playing something from his solo record once it is released. Haven't got my hot little hands on that one quite yet. Um, leaving you with one more track, another track that uh, Boz co-wrote uh, with, uh, with Stephen Patrick Morrissey, uh, the lead track from uh, Vauxhall and I. And uh, this is a song and a single called Now My Heart Is Full. i 
there you have it. A Moz and Boz Fest. Thank you for listening, everybody. That was uh, Now My Heart Is Full uh, from Morrissey's 1994 record on Sire Records called Vauxhall and I. I'll be back next week with episode 18 with more tunes, more new releases, another guest artist interview. Please spread the word. Everything I play is uh, out of my own collection and uh, I do this for now. I'm not got a little violin here that I'm playing. I just want to impress upon you that uh, I'm doing this because I want to share. That's the only motivation I have is uh, playing music and uh, hopefully uh, turning people on to some stuff that they hadn't ordinarily heard or wouldn't ordinarily have had a chance to hear. It sounds like my voice is wearing thin too. So on that note, thanks so much and I'll be back next week. ta